0: Well, we gather around on the side to share some stories while you catch your plot. The show's not too short, it's not too long, it's perfect for your morning run. For if you're on the yard, explore you're inside your car. And I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part
1: of our chance conversation. Oh!
2: You shouldn't
1: look at it. Like that, yeah. This is the first step Uh, of one aspect, and that's what it is. Everything starts somewhere, right? Well, that's
2: foundation stone. that's the foundation stone. That's oh, no, cornerstone. Isn't that the... Is it cornerstone or foundation stone?
3: not a foundation. It's a foundation. Oh cornerstone. I
1: wouldn't say it's a cornerstone. It's a stepping stone.
0: Cornerstone yeah. is what thought was built upon, yes, or. It's also where... Well, is it good. is a
1: cornerstone
2: and a foundation stone. The cornerstone... See, this is where we really excel
3: guys, in semantics. The cornerstone is the block... In which they inscribe the date the structure was built, the architecture, the the purpose, if it's in memorial, all that stuff. That's why your older buildings on the is always that big brick that has that stuff inscribed to it. That's the cornerstone. That's the ideals that that building is built off of. Some so of them do have we wanna,
1: singing
2: frogs in them. All right, now do do we want to go with as uh, as a oh, general agreement between, right between right all y'all of us that it was it was the 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 cornerstone? Just just
0: a real.
3: So uh Kim Kim has always been the uh so. the anchor to my lofty dreams.
1: Would you say she's been your cornerstone? No. <laughs> <laughs> foundation, stone. Really a form a foundation. It's stone. not called a foundation stone. It's just I called a
0: foundation. No, no, no. I think
2: it's a keystone.
1: The keystone no, is, is in, an in an arch. the Yep, it's the middle top stone in an So, arch.
2: are we going to say it was the it was the cornerstone, the foundation stone, or the Listen, starting stone. Listen, you call it a foundation stone. stone.
0: A foundation is not yeah. one giant stone. Some of them are.
1: How about a foot? Very small structure. So it's <laughs> concrete, and then it's just one solid mass. I don't consider that or, stone.
3: Or, if it's Christ, the solid rock in which I stand.
1: All of the ground, right. seeing you stand. Yes, exactly.
2: Is a, a brief uh, break on, on geology here, all right, um, what do you think of the
1: beer? It's actually very good. I'm surprised. You really like it? Yes. It's I'm glad you like good. it. I generally shy away from like triples and stuff because they're so overpoweringly alcoholic to me, but that one is not. See, I find That one that... is deceptively good. Well, if you want another one, I'll give you. No, I will not drink more than one.
2: <laughs> not at 11%. Because
1: I do have to drive home uh, with yeah. my son. Yeah, it,
2: it is pretty intense.
3: I'm not gonna lie, there. That would destroy. I mean, it would. Quite yeah, it destroyed his life.
0: But this is so good, though.
3: Think about the implications on my life. Why don't you tell uh,
2: okay. our okay. listeners okay. what you are drinking?
3: What is this episode sponsor? I don't know if we
0: need to have it the
3: autism.
2: Uh, actually, now. yeah, let's not sponsor the autism episode by Bud Light.
0: It's but a Bud Light Platinum. It's blue. It's the six <laughs> percent version of the five percent version of Bud Light. It's all the flavor, Bud Light. We just that a little bit of crap added to <laughs> Well, I thought it was more intense as far Those as hot flavor goes. It's just down, sweeter.
2: Right? No. No, it needs
0: more down. intense. Oh, so. no. Well, that's more flavor, isn't it? I don't like no. sweet beer, technically. But whatever. I
1: mean, if they were thawed when you put them in, it shouldn't take more than a couple minutes just to warm them up. Yeah, how long have you had them in there?
3: I've these hot dogs on the, in the pot full of water for an hour. Do you think they're done?
0: Yeah, I think you're good, man. You can
2: microwave it in 10 you seconds. You can put, put them on the, the warm feature. Do we have chili? No, uh, no we have chips. <laughs> do we have ketchup? We do have Hang ketchup. On, I see it. Ketchup?
0: Mustard
1: should go with my dog.
2: Did do I say ketchup? I are meant you, mustard. I was looking at the yellow. little to chili I can't blame tonight on sleep deprivation. It is great.
0: Well, I had to finish watching Orange is New Black last night. And the last episode was an hour and 20 minutes. So I stayed way later. I should have. I've
2: decided to ex- I mean uh, split off for most white folks. And I, I've
0: stopped for mayonnaise. There's no response. All right. No. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. You said split off with white folks. You're sitting there in khaki shorts, a Salmon button-down t-shirt, and I believe... Would well, you... Boat shoes is how you would describe those? No, 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 These are not boat shoes. These are loafers. Those <laughs> are loafers. That made my point even better. So I don't think you completely no, 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 split no, 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 no. ties right with white people. I split, I
2: split ties with white people. On the mayonnaise aspect. Okay? So you're not eating mayonnaise? I know, no, no mayonnaise. I I just don't like it anymore. You know, like they say your taste buds change every seven years or something like that. They yeah, do change die. as you get older. I'm sorry, every time they what? Every time you die.
3: Every seven years you're a whole older person than you were seven years ago because I wanna take all of the cells in your body to regenerate. That's why it? you're that's why your taste buds are different. Yeah, I, I, different. I suppose the you shock you're is... eating with a different tongue and heat. Every time... You, that you,
1: solves you, the, uh... Ship of Theseus paradox.
2: Yep. Exactly.
0: Ah! That! You Do not have mayonnaise? Dang it, that
2: pool, man!
3: That was awesome. But... You just you earned, like, a thousand cool credits.
0: You don't have mayonnaise <laughs> or relish. No. What do you need mayonnaise,
2: for? All you need uh, is mustard, man. You don't put mayonnaise on a hot dog? I wasn't going to. For the sake of conversation, he's going to be ultra white. Sorry, Joe,
3: we do not have mayonnaise. You know why we do not have mayonnaise? Because we do not cook. You know why we do not cook? i
1: have got to guess. I have mayonnaise. Joe, what's you preferred mayonnaise?
0: Mm.
2: If I were going to eat mayonnaise,
1: it'd be Duke's.
0: I'm not really, yeah, Duke's does pretty good. I'm not really a Miracle ma- Whip guy. Miracle Whip is not no, mayo.
3: You do not put it in the same category.
1: Sure. It's so good. I asked because I recently switched from Hemmings to Dukes. Dukes is good. All right,
2: I, I still don't approve of mayonnaise, but Dukes is good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very pleased. <sighs>
2: i mean, I'm sorry, like to Yeah, you We're going to go with my name. Though. No, Not having it. We live like college students.
3: What in the world happened Now, Russell. How do you know about the ship of the Paradox? You want the truth? Yes, please. You could. Unless I can't handle it.
1: Before I decided against it, and we went in a completely different direction, that's what my last mini-sode was going to be about, was Paradoxes. Your last <clears throat> what? mini See, that's that's we do a two episodes of our podcast every month. Yeah. One of them's a full episode. <laughs> One of them's a mini-episode.
3: <laughs> the difference is the mini-episode is about five to seven minutes longer than the full. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> that's awesome. No, the Ship of thesis Paradox... You know, Theseus was the Grecian hero, right? He played the Minotaur. He's probably my favorite of all of the... Um, the, the ancient with those characters. Now, did you get some chips? There was a yeah, port in Greece yeah. that claimed to have the ship the ship that he sailed in, the ship of Theseus.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, over the years, parts of the ship would rot, decay, fall apart, and they would replace it, and they would replace the mast, and they would replace the hull, and they replace everything. And it got to the point where it was no longer the same ship. So the paradox is, can you still call it the ship of Theseus, if no part of it is still... mm. And a lot of it deals with, like, replacing... The ship of of Theseus has to do a lot with, um, believe it or not, autism treatment. If there's all these elements of somebody, not maybe not just autism, but a lot of different elements of the personality, how much of who they are can you replace until they're no longer the person of what you're working with you know how many characteristics can you take away from gotcha. a person and replace it with a new until you can't call it the same thing anymore. a lot of times it deals with theories when a theory has a name you know theory of uh relative, relativity relativity because that's the first one that came into my mind over time if more and more formulas are added and the older stuff is taken out and then it gets to the point where it's no longer the same theory, you
1: can't still call it, you know. It comes up in a way, it's not referenced as the ship of Theseus paradox.
2: I feel like but we're gonna detract away from this conversation. It comes detract up in a
1: way in a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> huh. ah.
2: Joey's eating his hot dog with Cheetos on top
1: of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no his... Or pickle or mayo or
0: relish. Really.
2: So he is the ultra white American tonight. Cheetos, his form of his own personal uh, form of cheese. You are. This is not salmon. This is pink. Or light a, red, preferably. Actually. I think it's, a, it's an
1: endorsement of Donald Trump. Is what it is. <laughs> it is. Uh uh-huh.
2: yeah. Excuse me. How you old is this shirt? hair? He's probably trying for that. That negative. I have had this hair for <laughs> some years now. Not okay. longer than Donald Trump has. Okay, that's merely a fact of birth. That has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It just grows this way. Weren't you bald a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah.
3: When I'm you were
2: bald. I did
3: Donald Trump announce a bit for candidacy. balls False.
2: False. And you've been fully growing out ever since. False. No. Well, last time in the fall, I was in the army. I thought you were it talking about ago. going
0: for Trump because I was eating tea that in the warrant. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't know what the hell y'all are going on about.
2: I was trying to attack Joey's stereotypical American whiteness, and y'all turned it into a political thing. By the way, has anyone looked at Gary Johnson yet?
1: I'm sure people have.
2: <laughs> no, I'm asking you all, the co hosts of this show right now, have any of you looked at Gary Johnson as a prospective candidate for the Oval Office? Yeah.
1: No, and let me tell you why.
2: Okay. I'm interested in hearing your opinion. Boring, can
1: you? Because I firmly believe <clears throat> that although I wish it was a different world we lived in, a third party candidate is not viable at this point in the American political process. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And a vote for Gary Johnson. Who will vote for Trump. Is going to pull a vote away from somebody. I'm not... It, it could no. be either one, depending on your position. If more Democrats vote for Johnson, Trump wins. Yeah.
3: Republicans vote for... That's what you're saying, basically, right? Johnson and Hillary
1: win. Yep. All a third-party candidate does is pull votes away from one of the candidates. Sometimes both. Well, every time both, but one more than the other. Our two-party
2: our 2 party system right now, though, I feel like it's broken.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I wish our world was different. I wish George we had Washington, a three-party system.
3: George Washington, you know, avidly fought against the two-party, the bipartisan government. He knew, the, one of the founders of our
2: country knew that this is where we'd end up with the bipartisan government. My point is... But there's so many Republicans that are going against Trump in
1: this. There are, but my point is this. Let's say you hate Trump. I mean, you hate Trump with a passion. Right? Which a lot of people do. But you're not quite there with Hillary. Right? So you don't really have a home, politically speaking, And you look at Gary Johnson, you go, "Eh, I like some of his ideas. Some of them I don't, which nobody's going to be 100%. I'll vote for Gary Johnson. Well, you feel more strongly against Trump than you do against Hillary. Your vote would have more value voting for Hillary than it would to be voting for Gary Johnson. You need to hold
0: it about right here.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean...
2: I don't know. I think if enough people...
0: Sorry? No, he would have to destroy ISIS. I don't think that would do it. Or, it or bang a Kardashian. That might do it.
2: That might do it. I, I feel... I, I like... <laughs> but I guess the reason why is I like Gary Johnson. I like his ideas. I don't like Trump, and I don't like Hillary. I
0: don't either. Well, you're getting Trump or Hillary. <clears throat> or the Antichrist. I... I, don't be wrong. He's going to
2: I don't like Hillary, but I really, really don't want Trump. And this is coming from—I would consider myself on the conservative
1: side of comedian. I really don't want Trump. But I don't either. We've had this conversation. And I've said it before. I never thought Trump. I thought I never thought the Trump candidacy would would hold any water whatsoever. No. And I was proven way wrong, obviously. Donald Trump is not what America needs. Hillary Clinton's not either. See, that's the thing.
2: And I voted for Bill Clinton. The, the majority of Americans do not support either Hillary or Trump at this point. And that is fact, <laughs> okay? Constantly hold mm. over uh, and over. I the majority, say majority of Americans do not side with one of those. They do not identify with, the majority, do not identify with either Hillary or Trump. They're the extremes of both parties. No. Well, no. Trump is actually just Trump. Yep, there yep. is no extreme to that. He's just, he's in his own little category.
3: Y'all heard that Jeff Shreve of the Lane Baptist Church? hmm He has come out in public support. As a big post on the Facebook, everybody sharing about how Trump stands for the, the Christian values, and how we've never had a,
1: uh, oh,
3: a right. candidate, a presidential candidate. Uh, how how did it phrase? pump them all lines he's one of the few candidates, the presidential candidates we've ever had that have had our backs, and yada, yada yada yada.
0: Oh, by the way, quick side note. You know they were doing that vote this week. Yeah. To repeal that ordinance. Mm-hmm. Were, uh, every single one of the polling places, but one is in a church. Way
1: that, like, it's not... Well, appealing. no. I mean, that's just that's, that's normal, problem. though. Yeah. Sorry. All right. No, okay. No, that's very common. Well, is it? Mhm. Yeah.
3: Why? Because.
1: Just because it's a public place. Yeah. For
3: hundreds of years, for basically the history of the United States, churches are the go-to place for any kind of any kind of crisis. If you have a natural disaster, usually the
0: camp, the the setup is out of church. Mm-hmm. I find that weird because homeless people aren't allowed in there in the daytime they live in a public place supposed
2: to go and say well you have to actually <laughs> have an address to be able to be registered
0: voter I
1: believe um, I will say as a Christian and I'm not saying that I'm the most devout Christian or I wouldn't say
0: that either for you brother.
1: anywhere close to <laughs> even being a good Christian but I do not think Donald Trump has anywhere close to the values that I have Yeah. <laughs> He's saying whatever it takes to get him elected. And
0: sometimes he he's
1: saying whatever it takes to not get him elected. If you look at Hillary's statements over the years, she does the same exactly. thing. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's the lesser of two evils. What is that? I can guarantee you, he will. Ne- you'll never get him to admit it. I will guarantee you that Jeff Shreve does not want Donald Trump as president. But it's the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. You've got to pick a side. I don't-
2: I in this feel election, like, I will vote for Gary Johnson. I mean, I voted for Libertarian candidates before, but I will vote for Gary Johnson this this November.
0: What I was going to say is, you know, a lot of people he's saying that Trump's the Christian candidate, but there's that big verse in the Bible, you know, where it says it's easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than a no. rich man to get into heaven.
3: Uh, the man builds <laughs> to I me, mean, and and there's the deal. Uh, Pope Francis said something along the lines of. If you're a gun manufacturer, you're not bound for heaven. Something along the lines of how it's kind of against... It, I don't know, but that probably should be cut out because it doesn't really apply to what we're talking about. But yeah, when you have a, no, a, mean, a it's, billionaire that
1: you say, profits you say.
3: off of uh, casinos, he's got casinos everywhere. I mean, it's just... And here's everybody's like, oh, he's the Christian candidate most, if not all, of the candidate, presidential candidates have claimed to have a Christian faith of some kind and make their little appearances in the churches. And this, I mean, they might not have been, but they almost always come out as being a, at least in the modern era, um, that's just part of it. You know that you have to have the Christian vote because the Christian vote is thrown in there with the black vote and the Hispanic vote and the gay vote. I don't
0: know all the other
3: gay it's a well, small percentage. I'm, well I'm just saying like it's we're a category uh, on a spreadsheet. The Christian vote. Not uh, the Christian values, but the Christian vote is a is a subcategory under the demographic demographics you're trying to win.
1: I will put money that, that will change in our lifetime. There's gonna be more advantageous within our lifetime to not be a Christian running for office than to be one. Because we are, I had this conversation that night, went, me and Nick went to uh, the fireworks, park's in the park, and I ran into a guy I went to high school with. And <clears throat> the world that we live in is so different than it was 20 years ago when I was in high school. And it has changed so fast, and it's just changing, and the analogy I gave was it's like a snowball. You know, it gets bigger exponentially because, you know, the bigger it gets, the more it picks up. Everything's changing so fast, it's it's ridiculous.
3: Well, we are in the information age. And when you look at the ages, we call them the ages, the Renaissance, the Industrial Age, because you can see this time period where there was pre-the Industrial Age and after the Industrial Age. And during that time, it's really hard to pinpoint anything because it's changing so fast. With the information age, people who never had a voice have a voice. Countries that never had a voice have a voice. Crisis, dilemmas, uh, tragedies. You know, we, we hear more about... Now, granted, there's always been journalism. But there have been revolutions. There have been riots. There have been protests all based around social media. What was it happened in was it Egypt? With the Twitter movement, where... Well, Rob, do you, you know what I'm talking about at all?
2: Rob, uh, digging a fucking hole of unknowledge. Um, now, I mean, Arab all. Spring was a big thing. Yeah. And yes, yeah, social media is a big thing now <coughs> as far as uh, political uprisings and no. whatnot. And those grassroots movements right. through social media. But, no, I don't know specifically what you're talking about. But Sorry.
3: I, it's going to be very interesting to see what the world looks like when it, when the information age levels out.
2: I don't think the information age is going to end. Uh, that was, in fact, the premise of what one of my professors talked about. He said, the industrial age never ended. No. Huh. It started, and it's kept on going. All the things that we learn from that are still continuing to affect us. All those aspects, it just gets pancaked on all the stuff that comes on after it, which would be, say, the informational age. Uh, All the stuff that this social media aspect, which is so huge to us now, uh, I don't see that going away.
1: Well, well, I was going to say, it's not that they end, it's just that another one starts.
2: Yeah, it gets kind of pancaked, mm-hmm. stacked on top. Right, right, right. Uh, as an example of that, uh, there there is a, a period of Japanese history called the Maijai period, okay? This is an example of that. During the period between, say, 1840 something that was when uh, uh, Admiral Perry I think his name was actually Matthew Perry which is kind of funny I think it was Matthew Perry uh, sailed into Tokyo Bay and these U.S. warships said hey open your doors to trade or we open fire Japan had been living in isolation for centuries okay, it was more or less living in a, a medieval period in 1840. Hmm. But between 1840 and World War one uh, they laid more track. In 1900 they had more track in Japan than they had in Great Britain. And uh, by World War two, again, that's only a hundred year gap they had a navy that rivaled everybody else in the world. Now, this Maja period I was talking about was they took all of the western values, the western ideas, industrialization, the assembly line, uh, democracy, and all that other stuff, and they stacked it on top of their ideas. They didn't let go of their ideas, they just really stacked good. it on top. Like to paint a picture, so if you want stuff. to get a good idea of what yeah, industrialization way. stacked on top of uh, the Code of Bushido, uh, look at the Kamikaze pilots of World War II. That's a samurai behind be a Mitsubishi-made fighter plane. Right. So, he that's that's what I was talking about, they how had, like, they were all one
0: age doesn't necessarily so it end, it end. just
2: gets stacked on top of another. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of an alt point for what we're talking about here. anyway... Hey, you know so
0: what else is, causes pancakes? A waffle iron without any squares. steep deep, Joey. That is so
1: deep. Joey's. Actually, it's not. It's shallow because it doesn't have any
0: squares. Uh-oh.
2: You guys. Alright, so what are we talking about tonight? I mean, we haven't even got like an introduction, like a, hey, this hey, is
3: everybody, a- welcome to this week's mini-sode. My name is Billy Hatridge. With me, as always, I have here at the table, Robbie Walker. Hello! And over in the kitchen, I have Russell. Hello! And Joey. Hey. And tonight, we're just to, um, gonna be kind of a shorter episode for you guys, so... Um, if y'all are getting ready for a long drive just know that I need something to take of your time but we're gonna do a recap of the <clears throat> the autism social that these guys helped me put on and um, get together and joy shaking mm-hmm. his head but joy was an integral part of it and y'all helped make folders y'all have been here behind my back the whole way um you know we've we've touched on on autism in the past episodes we kind of talked about about that kind of stuff um. But for those of you listening who maybe don't know what what the Autism Social was, um, what we did was we had an event where we invited families from Southwest Arkansas, um, those five counties there in that, that little pocket of hills, uh, who have children with autism. We invited them out, and we had workshops. We had uh, we had a luncheon, meet and greet. We had some Q and A's. We had some awesome activities with the kids. Um, that's all on the Facebook page. Not a chance conversation, but Washita SOS. Uh, we might have a link on our Facebook page, but but ultimately, um, yep. I think we, we are all, everyone in this room is in, um is influenced, impacted by um by autism. You know, we have experience with it. We 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 know it. Um, and. <clears throat> You know, th- that session, it went really good. Um, I know Joey was really looking forward to it, but he had a wedding um, to go to, so
0: we excused him out of that.
3: But, yeah,
0: I, it's sort of like me only speaking Mandarin, and a bunch of Russians are hanging out. So well, on. you had a
2: wedding and a funeral in one day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But uh, but no, um, I'm going to kind of open it up, so I'm not just sitting here over here rambling. Um, Russell, what did you think about it, as a parent?
1: Oh, that was really good. Um, as, as we've discussed uh, before we started recording, um, I think this, this, of course, this was the first one that Watchtower SOS put on. It's the first yes. gathering that that y'all have had. And I thought that it went really well. I mean, everything's not going to go 100% right in, I mean, in your fifth one. It's not going to go 100% right. So I thought that it went uh, very well. It's a good stepping stone, as we've discussed. I was I was impressed with uh, the staff. It wasn't really staff, but the volunteers, the the board members that you had. Uh, I don't know what that means, Rob. What's this hand motion? Cornerstone. <laughs> I chose to go with stepping stone because there's. I like how this is symbol for corn. I thought it was L. L. He's calling me a loser. I guess so.
2: No, I wasn't trying to call you a no, loser.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I thought it went really well. Uh, there's a lot of families there, you know, different age ranges of children. Yeah. Uh, which is good. I mean, because you need, you need a lot of different perspectives to get a clear view of what you want to accomplish.
3: Well, and that that's... One of the big goals for the SOS is to get families together that don't have children of the same age. Because what you see with a lot of parent support groups or parent groups that kind of break out from, like, the preschool or the day program where the kids are going to school is you'll have a parent that has a preschool of autism who talks to a parent who has a preschool of autism. And so sometimes they don't get a lot of that information on what's ahead of them. And vice versa. You'll have parents with high schoolers, and they'll talk to parents with other high schoolers, and they don't always look back on when they were in preschool. Oh, wow, that's the way it used to be, you know, when we've come so far. Um, And so being able to connect families with kids of different ages all along the spectrum, and not just different ages, different levels of the autism, different aspects of autism. You know, some of them are way more, um, have a lot more sensory integration issues than others. Some of them are more verbal than others. Some of them are more social some of them not so much um which i did want to give a huge shout out to the cosatop river uh state park rangers um they had activities for the kids they brought up the furs and stuff they had turtles
2: they had some exhibits oh that one particular ranger what was her name tory
0: <laughs> wasn't rick
2: joey wasn't even there but I...
0: ranger rick ranger rick no it's not ranger rick Wow, that that but, reference yeah, the, just fell
1: on deaf ears. I don't know what you're talking about, but her name yeah. was not Ranger. No, Rick.
2: Yeah, yeah, we, we get it, but no, but yeah, the one that that <laughs> helped with the students and 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 led them upstairs. Yeah, that was Tori. Okay, Tori, she was awesome.
1: She did a great job. Yeah, I agree. she.
2: I, like I was really surprised. She she showed a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was very kind. She did well. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like. Uh, yeah, room, room, yeah. Well, yeah. as a park ranger, I would imagine,
3: park ranger, at the Costletop River, natural area, by the way, those of you who aren't familiar with the state park, it's not a state park in the sense that there's campgrounds everywhere, and it's a whole bunch of the natural area, so it's more, um, more secluded, and a little more, like, there's a lot less, um, I, I think the most they do is like, kayaking.
0: Is that where you took me that one time?
3: Yeah. Well, that's on the Cossatot River. Did take you to the visitor center? You made me sleep on rocks. No, that was at Shady Lake. Oh, different place altogether. Yeah, different, different place altogether. But to to be a park ranger and then have a group say, "Okay, here's twelve kids with autism, make activities for you." You know, I, I think she did really good. Um, especially when they went upstairs and
2: got to see the turtles and, and play around in the exhibit. Um, impressive, really, really was very impressive. I can't imagine that. So,
3: Rob, you kind of got to see a lot of the the before and after. What What did you think as far as 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 the event?
2: Before I say anything, I I really do feel like my opinion matters considerably less than the other people sitting at this table, excepting Joey. who false. Uh, wasn't no. there? But no, your opinion is just valid. Well, no, I mean, um,
3: you are a soon-to-be soon to be practitioner. Soon to be, but
2: yeah, but not yet. I haven't been through the pr- same program that you've been through. I am not a parent of someone with autism,
1: but I just uh, said not less than five minutes ago you need all perspectives to get a clear vision. I, what you
2: I, I suppose that that is a I
3: when you are when
1: you are laying the foundation stone, you
3: need to make sure you have someone on each side.
1: You mean the cornerstone? I'm gonna stick. Stone. I'm <laughs>
3: gonna
2: stick with the cornerstone through the this entire episode. Heartstone. The heartstone. I'm not really sure what a heartstone <laughs> yes. is, so I can't yes. debate that one. But all right, back to the point of the uh, the autism or the uh, autism summer social that we had. I thought it was quite a success, and again, you have to put it within the parameters of the fact it was the first event. The group had been around for, what, three months, and had how many meetings before this? We had four meetings. Four meetings. And how many of those people that were in those four meetings showed up for more than one meeting?
3: Me? You were only there for one.
2: Yep. I was only there for one Marlon. Okay, he was there for more than one. Linda Shelley. Linda Shelley. And Elizabeth Tompkins. Okay, there you go. So you've got four people that attended multiple (coughs) meetings that managed to put together an autism summer social event. And I I think... That's pretty impressive. And
3: how many families showed up? It was like six or seven. Six or seven families. I think we had a total of like 38 people. But I think actually we bumped it over to forty when Marlon showed up because he had some family with him. I didn't I wasn't able to count those out. But um, you know what, what? we're wanting to accomplish with the Wash.SOS SOS is to be able to have events every season. So in the fall, we're looking at having kind of a research summit uh, to where teachers or parents who want to be caught up on what's new in autism, what some of the latest information is. Because you know we talked about this before with time passing, but a lot of times, if your kid has autism, and people will refer you to books that might very well be excellent books, but they're also 10, 20 years old, or articles or theories that are a little older. So to be able to get together, okay, what's come out in the last year when it comes to autism? You know, what have we, what progress have we made in, diag- in diagnosing? What progress have we made in different treatment uh, modalities? What progress have we made in, um, in understanding the, the disorder? Um, and... And then in the spring, we're going to do our big fundraising, which hopefully by then we'll have our nonprofit status, and we can have a big, whether it's a 5K or a benefit concert or Five. something that, Russell's voting for 5K, Five. Uh, we might put him on the board for that one.
1: Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but just something, and we talked about, and listeners, if you think this is a great idea, let us know, but we've talked about doing a, a color run. Mm-hmm. Which is when they throw the the colors, and we can call it the spectrum run, Ah,
2: look which there. is the autism
3: spectrum and then the spectrum of colors, and so they can kind of have a twofold that um, play on, on on that word both ways, um, which would be really fun. But what, from what I hear, um, I want this way because it's more logistics. than Anything you don't make a lot of money doing five Ks as a charity event because you have to buy bibs, you have to buy shirts, you have to buy mm-hmm. no.
1: Uh- there's a company called Road ID that as long as you have less than two hundred and fifty participants, they will provide you bibs for free. Really? And then you just mainly time it. I mean you just have huh. a guy standing there at the finish line with the you know oh. bib number so and so crossed it this gotcha. time.
3: Okay. I might have to get in uh, cohorts with them. why
0: they do
1: that. Why they do what?
0: Get away those things for right. free. Advertising. Uh,
1: I, I know there was a kid. Road ID is a company that makes um, identification bracelets oh. that you put it, you, I have one. You oh. put it on your arm and it's got your name, your, where you're from, emergency contacts in case you're out running somewhere and you fall over. Get in you know? my bus. Heat stroke or whatever. Uh. Um, they know that your emergency contact is out right like, there no, on no, the no, no,
3: They know who to knock on. It.
2: Yeah. but do no. Go. Now, you know, there, there is something I would like to, to compliment the, the people that are, that are active in this group, and I, I'm not throwing myself into that because I just happen to be there by almost by association. Uh, but, for instance, I've uh, recently been put in contact with my student mentor who is in the program I'm about to enroll in, and we were having a conversation about possible research topics, and I spit out like three ideas. Uh, he asked me, because he said that I need to have it nailed down by the fall. And I said, well, I'm kind of looking at maybe OT and multiple sclerosis, maybe something to do with veterans. And then I, I said, uh, I'm also involved in autism group. And of all those points, he chose to uh, pull, he said, uh... If you're interested in autism, man, I uh, just want to let you know that most people are highly intimidated by that. And I could kind of, based on my observation, intimidated by that. Intimidated by autism, is in dealing with those oh, who dude, individuals. Oh, dealing
3: individuals with autism. Yeah, like, yes.
2: like you know, <clears throat> it don't uh, wrong. It yeah. makes for a great research topic, but at the same hand, he said most people are intimidated. Right. Uh, it's like, it's a fan favorite for research, but it's not something a lot of OTs want to tackle. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. my sister echoed the same thing as a mental health counselor. She's a certified counselor. And she said, if uh, you feel comfortable in that community, she said, go for it. Because they need the help. Well, and the same goes true... In-
3: I don't like that he picked out autism. The same would go true with veterans. If you're not familiar with that population, you can be... Because there are several girls in my class that I hope they never go into a, a VA hospital because those that those men and women have a different attitude, have a different behavior from what you work with as far as a lot of adult population. Same is true for stroke. Same is true with mental health or Peds in general or Down syndrome. Um... You know, it's it can be intimidating. if anything's intimidating if you're not familiar with it, and that's something that I, I, I'm I'm happy that I can bring to a lot of my families because I'm inexperienced. I've got only three years of work under my belt, and it's been with the same kids. You know, so if I have a kid, I don't. It, it's really hard for me to go back 10, 20 years and have reference points. Um, but to be familiar with it, be able to work with families, say I it's it's okay. I've seen I've seen this before. I've, I've worked with this. I'm familiar with it. Um, And, you know, for a lot of people, when I say my cousin has autism or I grew up, my cousin had these behaviors or whatever, a lot of times they don't know how close of a family we were growing up, especially when I was younger and it was every Sunday at the farm we were together and we, the cousins grew up together, um, you know, in, in a way that my mother will have that family connection, um, and so... It, it can be very intimidating, especially with your older population with autism. Um, and autism, it doesn't usually grow up. Autistic children become autistic adults. And there's a lot of adults out there that if you look at their files, it says mentally retarded, or disabled, something like that. But you know that they're diagnosed later in, or in the 90s or 2000s. They probably would have had that autism diagnosis. It just wasn't as prevalent
2: back then. When they, were, when they were children, or the researchers weren't there. Uh, Which is Not an injustice If you think of it It is
3: Well and you know it, It's going to be interesting In 20-30 years To look back On this time period And say Oh I can't believe We weren't addressing Whatever's out there right now That we're just not aware of You know When look at Cigarette smoking When you look at A lot of different things that, that we have In our society Where as time passes We become more and more aware of Oh we were really off Track with that Whatever it was You say, cigarettes Are good for me?
2: <laughs> no Joey I'm not mm. Joey look up for a minute <laughs> um, I saw something the other day It said 1 in 68 mm-hmm. Is that, is that, is that a Pretty that well that's accepted? The, that,
3: that's the US ratio For right now
2: That's insane And it's higher
3: It's higher in boys It's like 1 in 45 boys But when you add um, When you add females Which is a lot rarer A lot more rare In females And it presents a lot differently In females There's kind of this coin term of girl autism because it's just it's a little bit different with a girl. I I don't know what I don't know what it is, but socially it's just a little more
2: obviously for HIPAA reasons no names mentioned. But you you believe that one of your clients might be? Yes. Yeah, a female. Um, And you can
3: kind of you can kind of see with (laughs) I do think that one of my clients might be a female.
2: No. I'm so not I'm sure, sure yet <laughs> Rob I, 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 I don't know with the curly locks and the bows everyone in the hair, here except for Joey unless he was falling knew what I meant by that statement
1: I know but it sounded so funny <laughs>
2: but yeah, uh, get, <clears throat> yeah I no, thought I of, heard that yeah
3: conversation yeah and so it does present differently um, the ratio is different in different countries is that the only one that's the, that would be the only one. Well, in the schools, and let me put it this way: in the schools, I have approximately 20, 25 children on the spectrum that I serve, which is what thirty percent of your about thirty percent of my of, of the overall caseload. I've got maybe two or three out of that, maybe two or three are female. That's rare, and that's that's so that that ratio is a lot lot higher in boys. Um, and it's interesting when in two thousand six and two thousand seven. That was the big. That was my senior year in high school, and that was also the big push with autism. That's when you start seeing a lot of more of it show up in in in, uh, in television and entertainment. That's when a lot more news stories happening. That's when Jenny McCarthy kind of started her campaign against vaccinations. That's when it really started to build up. But what was interesting is I wrote a paper, a year long thesis project on autism, and I had to edit that ratio that the CDC came out three times. It went from one in one eighty eight to 1 and 166, to 1 and 128 within the span of,
1: like, four months. Just, that, that number just dropping down. Yeah, when, when Rob first mentioned that about the, um, the ratio, the first thing I thought of, there used to be these radio commercials about, you know, raising awareness for autism, one in 188 kids, yeah. and I remember every time, or not every time, but slowly over time, well, it felt like every time you heard it, going yeah, it, was going it down did. It, it, that was, number kept going down. You know, I like said one eighty-eight, one sixty-six. Just that number just kept going down, and now it's at one sixty-eight. That's, well, and that's this, baffling to me. And the, uh,
3: there's a lot of issues with with the diagnosis with autism. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it comes to the DSM five, the new diagnostic manual for that. They changed a lot of the qualifying. Uh, Behaviors and, and symptoms of autism. Um, for the longest time, the way it was diagnosed, you had it was a range. Here's 14 different symptoms. Are they aware of their surroundings? Do they do repetitive movements? Are they inappropriately attached to objects? Are they? Um, do they see, seem to have no sense of danger? Do they have eye contact? All these things. And if they hadn't, you didn't sense that. I did not. Not spider
1: sense, Joey. No. Just did,
2: did you just hit him in the side of the face? He did.
3: He just set his phone down for a minute, slapped me in the face. and Because Billy's
1: not aware of his surroundings.
3: I, I, I'm really not. It
1: means he's on the spectrum.
3: Might be. And that's the other thing with that diagnostic criteria. I can go and get my, my DSM right now and word the questions just enough that every one of us can give yes qualifiers. You know, do you often give inanimate objects... Um, Do you often have emotional attachments to inanimate objects?
2: Joey has long held that I had some kind of cycle. Do you find comfort
3: in routine and structure?
2: Not really for Joey, but that's one that
3: a lot of people get. But no, with. Well, Joey, how are you doing? Are you I'm here? doing so good. <laughs> well, Rob and uh, Russell have left the room mid conversation. I guess, I guess they're done. Um, no, what you, what's been going on in your life lately? Uh, You've been seeing kids here
0: in your clinicals. Uh, you got,
3: yeah. any, you got any kid bits? Have you seen any? Have you seen any kiddos on the spectrum?
0: Uh, yeah. I would say I was gonna kind of make a point about what you're talking about the testing. You know how you kind of work, anyway. I was looking at one of the tests they do. It was the uh, Peabody, mm-hmm. the one I know you're familiar with. And, you know. And I saw a, stu- a student, like, she was able to do some of the stuff, but her attention just wasn't there. Like, her behavior was a problem. And then, like, so the OTI said that she actually keeps, like, a behavioral chart yeah. separate that she keeps along with, so she can kind of correlate the two. Is like, because, you know, basically that thing is, like, you got to get three things right, and then you move on to the next part, or three right. things wrong on, and then you got to go back, you know, part right. before it. But, like... I noticed that that kid could actually do a lot of stuff he didn't want to do. Well, it. see, that's that's
3: a frustrating thing for me. That's what I tell parents all the time when I go over the evaluation with a uh, with a parent. That can change. I've I've got kids that I've been seeing for the the day I started work, and they're still on my kids that I test every week. When I'm testing when I'm testing kids that I've seen for a long time, and they're doing a lot like. Especially some of those words draw okay, draw a, a square next to an open circle. That's what the prompt, And we do that all the time, they've done it for me ten times. And then I get ready to test them. Yes, sir. I have a question. Okay.
1: What's an open circle? The C. So then it's not a it circle. circle. A C. Okay. I open thought
3: a single circle
2: was half the C. Oh, buddy! Havicy. Don't get us distracted on shapes
1: because no half is an ark. Mm.
3: Go ahead, Billy. What I'd like to I like to draw, have them draw Noah's Ark, of all the animals.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. next <laughs> um, to the uh, Last Supper.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're having the Last Supper on the yeah. on the deck. Uh, no, uh, and they don't. There's just something happening. They're not concentrating. Their attention's all over the place, and they don't. Well, they did a lot worse. I know they can catch the ball, but today they're just being silly with it or whatever the case And especially, this is a, a a trend I see a lot in autism. My especially my little ones, they like to be wrong. So I'm like, which one's blue? No, that's not it. And then, no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. And the way the standardized tests are scored, you've got to give them the first pick, or they'll draw. Okay. I want you to draw a square.
2: No, nope, that's a triangle.
3: You know, because they there's something either an app or a, a, mm-hmm. usually it's like a cartoon, like Door of the explorer or something where they, you know the, the character comes out. Where is Swiper? There, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. they have a lot of that that interchange of themselves. But and you get that with a lot of the diagnostic criteria to bring it back home um, on autism, is that the doctor gets them? They're getting ready to do the diag the diagnosis. And they're having an off day, or it's a doctor's office, and it's strange. And they just spent three hours in the lobby getting overstimulated by everything else going on. Bingo. And then they get in there, and they're either shutting down, or sometimes they're still kids. They can be shy. They can be doped up on caffeine and sugar. They can be sleepy from the night before. Um, (laughs) And that's the thing I tell, that's the thing I tell, maybe not parents, exactly, but I'll say they're still a kid. Mm-hmm. A kid with autism can still be a brat. They can still be a sweetheart. They can still be in a bad mood that's not has anything to do with their sensitive stuff. They can still be behaviors that have absolutely nothing to do with the condition that they have. And that's true for any child, whether they have cerebral palsy or downs or developmental delays. I mean, it's, they're still kids. They can still get rambunctious. They can still get bored. And like, oh, he just, his attention isn't good. He can't sit there and do that test for an hour. Oh, he can't sit there and write on a piece of paper for an hour at the age of six? Really? You, you think maybe that's not because they have an attention deficit disorder, the thing they have, that's a whole other soapbox. But but ultimately, the diagnostic criteria when it's not a blood test, chromosomal disorders like Downs, mm. you run a blood test. In fact, a lot of that stuff you can find out in utero before you ever have the baby mm. as part of that blood test. But with certain diagnoses that you can't really do a concrete blood test, find that chromosome or whatever, and you have to rely on observation for the diagnosis. Same is true for my sensory testing. All my kids on the spectrum, or almost all my kids on the spectrum, have a lot of sensory issues. There's no standardized test for sensory issues. There's
0: just no way you can test on what sets them off and what doesn't. Does that have to be cut? Uh, I was wondering... Uh. R.P.'s teacher, she was talking about that. She said that in the education system that if you don't meet so many short-term goals, you can be fine. Do you come across that? That's what she said. Because of no child left behind.
3: In, in special education classroom, yes.
0: Oh, okay. Um, right. And in some of your bigger schools, if, if I
3: was in a bigger school or magnet school or something like that, and I was a school employee... Okay. And the OT was brought in as a part of that child's academic progress. See the way we work as contract therapists. I come in. I kind of have my own. EDL. She must have not understood that. Yeah. Concept. Yeah. That makes more sense what you said. And every school district is different in the way that they serve children, there. Um You know, sometimes I do have on-staff therapists. Other times, they've got therapists coming in from two counties over. Or like me, when I go to, you know, Akron or Mina, I'm coming from three counties down. You know, so no, I don't know the family. I'm not there every day to see the child's behavior. I see that child an hour a week, period. I don't get to see what they're like at recess. I don't get to see what they're like in nap time or math or anything. I'm getting there. And even then, some schools, I'm only there Tuesday from 8 to 10. That's the only time I'm at that school. Yeah. And so if that kid, something's happening later in the week, they say, oh, medication's running off, or Monday's terrible, because I, mean, I don't get to see maybe that. Maybe that time of day is not a good for Yeah, um, You know, I don't get to see that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, you, with different school districts, depending on the availability, depending on the caseload, you can get a lot of that. Um, and, you know, a lot of school districts in general have a policy with the agencies that they contract out saying we want to see this much progress, or we don't renew the contract. Mm. Um but the the Washington SOS event, it, it was exciting. Um, I was excited about it. Uh, there's definitely a lot of tweaks to make. I think the next summer when we have ours, it's going to be a little shorter. We're not going to shoot for the four hours. So I think two and a half hours we were done because basically about saying, hey, we we've got to go. Our kids kind of. But uh, again, there's a lot going on in that room. Um, you're at the uh, the river, the visitor center. So there's a lot other stuff going on, environment-wise. Um, but no, I was happy with it, and I really do appreciate y'all for uh, for tuning in to this week's Chance Conversation. I was a little bit different from the norm, but it's something I definitely want to talk about. We talked about doing our Chance Encounters, and that was definitely one of them. I think it's probably one of the few events that more than two of us will be at
1: together. <laughs> so,
3: um,
1: difference is good, though. I mean, and difference is good. It's good, good, it's good to mix up our mini
3: And it's good to touch on some, some more serious stuff every once in a while. Um, but I guess next week, who's in the round for, uh, to follow me? Is it Russ? Russ. I think so. Let's double check here and let you good people know who you're listening to next time. That'd be me. And it's Russell. So guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in to a chance conversation. Um, As always, I'm your host, Billy. And with me tonight, I have. oh wait, we're not doing that again, are we? We're doing an exit.
1: Number one, you're not always the host.
3: As always, (laughs) I'm your host. I just don't tell y'all that. Mm. Yeah, he goes in and re-edits. So I go in and re-edit it after you get done. <laughs> no, um, guys, shoot us an email at a com. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how we can change. As always, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash podcast ACC. Um, that's probably one of the best ways to contact us and keep up with what we're doing. Um, and then we're also on Twitter at podcast ACC. You can find us on Libsyn. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on...
2: Can you find us on Stitcher? Do we do Stitcher? Yeah, yeah. we've we
3: Stitcher. Stitcher approved. Stitcher and iTunes. And possibly coming soon, Google Play.
1: What? I don't know how to do that, but
3: I've thought listening to my,
1: Basically, anything that requires an RSS feed, we can just just let us know what you need, and we can take care of it.
3: Russell, do you mind closing us out for uh, the rest of the episode? i got to go turn off the water.
1: Oh my goodness. This is gonna go turn off the water, and I'm gonna tell you guys that we appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks, guys. You'll be a part of our chance
0: conversation.